Captain. They're back. Your life, as it has been, is over. That phase was on fun. Let's be ready for anything. Welcome back to Set Phases to Fun, everybody. It's so delightful to see you all. It's episode seven. Episode seven already. I remember back in the day when we were recording episode one. It feels like only six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, that checks out. We're back running running as a duo. Unfortunately, uh, Larry caught space syphilis and died. Yes, from Captain Kirk. It was sad, really. But at least he yeah. got to go in the arms of the one he loved. I think that's definitive proof that Next Generation is better than original series. <laughs> that it was killed, killed by one of their filthy social diseases. Uh, <laughs> no, no, please, that's a joke. Larry is alive and well. He's only suffering from space syphilis. Indications of what humans would call a wild party? Megan, we got a little viewer mail to take care of this week. Wonderful. Bring it on. Thanks to Josh and to Hal and to uh, everybody else who's written in and said they've been enjoying the podcast. We appreciate that very much. So much. Brystopher writes in. He actually wrote this in last week, uh, but it was it came in after we had started recording. If you were in the 24th century, would you join Starfleet? If not, what would you do instead? Oh. Brystopher, can I first of all just tell you uh, that... You are this week's number one fan. And I'll say this, here's, here's the problem with this game, is that we don't really get to see a lot of what the other Earthlings are doing who aren't in Starfleet. Agreed. I mean, so really, like, what are our options? To be a settler? Boo. To be a scientist on some far-flung planet whose, whose experiment will inevitably go awry? Boo. To be a winemaker to, who's going to be brushed off by your cooler brother that doesn't seem very fun nope really the best option is to join starfleet with proviso of you know second choice being uh to be a bartender on 10 forward they make it seem like starfleet is very difficult to get into uh wonderkin wesley is not able to get in the first time that's right and he's a god he should have led with that in his resume he should have. I mean, they're already. he's already working on the ship. You know, that's like having an internship and you don't get the job at the end of it. Yeah, I don't know what you do. I mean, people have jobs, I guess, because there are buildings and offices, I guess, on Earth. But I don't I don't know what a day in the life is like for regulars. Yeah, I would I would try and try and get out of there. Try and go see some of the galaxy. I have to be honest, though, thinking about it now that you say it that way, Charlie, I think about like, what are the other elite organizations like in the 21st century that we have to join like could i get into the cia probably not could i get into the military probably not like if anything you have to do like sit-ups and code cracking like it's probably not going to be for me so now like if i don't have if i can't do the sit-ups and code crafting of the 21st century how could i possibly do the kobayashi maru of the 24th century isn't that what it's called yeah, that's right. Yeah, the fancy test, but there, there is no answer. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm cut out for Starfleet. Now that this is a sobering, depressing question, I take back the fan of the week thing, Bryce. you're bumming me out. Uh, Bryce, I think you're you're doing fine. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what you do. I don't know what people do all day if all need has been eliminated, and like, who's going to go build a building if? 
uh, I guess robots do it? I don't know. I don't know how life works. Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future is half-baked at best. Yes, I agree. Don't you think there would be a job in the 24th century? Somebody has got to record whatever the equivalent of the 24th century podcast is. Somebody's got to remark breezily on the topics of the day. I would like that job. Yeah, if Gawker is around in 2355 year. <laughs> it's the only the thing that's around. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you guys do? I mean, you don't drink and you ain't got no TV. Must be kind of boring, ain't it? Today, what we're going to do, we're rebooting Star Trek The Next Generation. Same characters, new cast. Who do we cast? Here's my problem with the who do we cast game. I always have a hard time thinking of actors. And so inevitably my mind goes to a movie that's got a lot of actors in it. And so I think, who would I cast if it was, say, if I only could choose the actors from, say, Ocean's Eleven? And I go, okay, well then, who, George Clooney, who would he be? I've pulled from all over the world, all over in the world of entertainment. That's good. That's better. Let's hear your picks, Charlie. Uh, for Wesley Crusher, I would like to cast Thomas Middleditch. I'm going to age him up a little bit. Thomas Middleditch, for those of you who don't know, is the lead in Silicon Valley, uh, Los Angeles-based comedian and actor. He's a real... I think he would make the character genuinely funny as opposed to uh, some kind of weird Dookie Hauser <laughs> that everybody hates. Oh. Failing him, I think Michael Sarah. Ah, Michael Sarah. Interesting. He's certainly got the awkward charm down. We don't need another, uh, you know, we don't need a kid in this role. I see. Like, it's okay, it's okay that it's a, just a young guy. What if we went a completely different direction? What if we cast, like, Zoe Deschanel as Wesley? Just completely different di direction. Now Wesley, she's whimsical. She wears prints. She's a mathematical genius, traveling god, but also is not afraid of a little whimsy. Albert Picard would yell at her to turn off her damn old-timey jazz music all the time and stop <laughs> dancing. Quit your quirky harmonizing, Wesley. <laughs> she would start a, uh, you know, a barbershop quartet, all-female barbershop quartet with Beverly and Troy. And oh, wouldn't that be great? Keiko? I don't know. Sure. Uh, Tasha, if she makes it into this thing. <laughs> uh, Worf, uh, I'm going with Michael Jai White, who played Black Dynamite. He played Spawn in the old comic book movie. He's a martial artist and a huge guy. Like, I think he would, you know, he would bring some meat to that, that role. Oh, sure. And he's got the deep voice. Well, you, when you talk about you want a big guy, so then I think, well, who are the big guys? This is why I'm terrible at this game, because I can only think of, like, The Rock. Then I think maybe The, the Rock, Rock would be a better Wesley. Shake it up. <laughs> Shake it up. Can you smell what the Wesley is solving mathematically? <laughs> like, I think that'd be good. Uh, so many possibilities for Wesley. There are. It could be any, how about, anybody. Instead of, how about for Worf, Zoe Deschanel? Just think about it. She's a security <laughs> expert. She's got those bangs, but under the bangs are the ridges of a Klingon warrior. I told you I'm not very good at this game. 
Zoe Deschanel is going to be in in the show somehow. We've we've realized. Well, she's so versatile. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is Emily Deschanel involved? Oh. They can play the binars. <gasps> Wonderful. But then every episode would have to have a binars, which they should anyway. The binars right. should totally join Starfleet. You bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be riding my little imaginary bicycle over there. For Jordy, I'm going with uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Classic. Because he's a little bit older now. He's wiser. He could probably pull off some of the, the techno speak, the trekno speak, as it were. David Allen Greer would make a lovely Jordy. David Allen Greer would be really good. Uh, if we're on Silicon Valley people, I also thought Kumail Nanjiani would be uh, potentially a pretty good uh, Jordy if we wanted to mix things up. Don Cheadle would make a nice Jordy if we're going from if we're pulling from the Ocean's Eleven cast. For Data, I have two options. Okay. One, Jeremy Renner, because he doesn't have anything going on, really. Anyway, he does have a lot of emotional range, so he just kind of, that's an easier play for him. <laughs> Second, Michael Sheen. Interesting. Well, he has the hairline for it. He does. Uh, I could see him with the yellow contacts and the makeup. I could see him kind of being very reserved and then being able to tackle those, uh, the dumb other theatrical characters he has to play. That's true. He could play a killer Noonie and Soong. That is a champion pick, Charlie. Oh, thank you. That's a really good pick. That blows my pick way out of the water. <laughs> Who's your pick That's for really Data? Good. Well, I was stuck on the Ocean's Eleven cast, and so I put... <laughs> if you say Zoe Deschanel, I'm going <laughs> to jump out of this window. <laughs> no, that would be ridiculous. That would be laughable. No, I was thinking Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is Data. I could put Brad Pitt in as Data. He would be a terrible Data, but it would be... I was like, well, what do they have in common? Well, they're both my top picks to make Sweet Love to. So... Okay. That makes sense to me. Like, when we play FMK, then I would just... It would be Data as in a, in a walk. How many more Datas are there? Looks like just these two. I, I mean, that and the real Data. For Dr. Crusher, I've got, I think, kind of the only choice for it. Uh, right. And then a joke choice. Okay. The real choice, Julian Anderson from X-Files. Oh, excellent. Oh, you're so good at this game, Charlie. Uh, and if we want to mix things up, if we want to give the fans something, fans of the original series something. Please and... say Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Please say Zoe Deschanel. Get ready for this. Okay. Reba McIntyre. Oh. <gasps> You get the country stylings of McCoy. You get the redheadedness of, of uh, Crusher. You know what? You also get a little suit song of Dr. Pulaski with that choice. You do. <laughs> Rita McIntyre covers all the Dr. bases. Yep. A little bit Pulaski, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. A little bit yep. Pulaski, a little bit Beverly Crusher. A little bit that. McCoy. Yeah. A little bit McCoy. All right. All right. If you're Reba McIntyre and you're listening to the podcast, we adore like you, number you, one. We'd like to offer you the role that we don't have any rights to give you. We could do an all-country star version. Oh, we in could. In which case, Dolly Parton would play Picard. Sure. Loretta Lynn would play Riker. Miranda Lambert would play Tasha Yar. I mean, it writes itself. Willie Nelson could play Q. 
<gasps> the ghost of Johnny Depp could play uh, Worf. Johnny Depp is still alive and not a country singer. <laughs> I meant Johnny <laughs> Depp. <laughs> I meant Johnny Cash. Johnny Depp, though, would make an excellent data. He would. We'll get him, we'll get Steve Jobs, and we'll get Bob Hope. Johnny Depp would be much better than Brad Pitt. I don't know if Brad Pitt has a place for it in this reboot. He could play the floating Dumbledore head. He could? I think he's got to play, like, uh, one of the sexy, uh, you know, off-shippers who comes in and seduces uh, Troy and or... I love that. In which case, then I could play Troy. Speaking of the uh, the guy, the negotiator guy who seduces Troy oh. in that wormhole episode was on Silicon Valley this past week. Well, look at that. It's a circle of life. Yep. Uh, my wife was not as excited as I was about that guy. <laughs> You're like, it's the, the sexy diplomat who seduces Troy. <laughs> yep. Her, eye, her eyes rolled out of her head. Oh, dear. Um, for Counselor Troy, I admit this is a little bit just because I saw her on TV on Sunday, um, but I really like uh, uh, Natalie uh, Emmanuel, who plays Desande uh, on Game of Thrones. She was also in Fast 7. Uh, and then my joke idea, Sofia Vergara. I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> I don't think that's a joke idea at all. I think it's the number one with a bullet idea. She would be great. Uh, you know, you would see her and Beverly doing aerobics. Absolutely. Although she would also make a good Jordy. Let's think outside the box with this casting. I think Sophia Brigard could be a good Jordy. She could play awkward. She could play surprisingly awkward, I think. Okay. I mean, we're used to seeing her sexed up in those mini dresses, but put her in an itchy polyester uniform and watch how awkward she gets. I think she's got the comic chops for it. Yeah. Uh, would you believe her... Um having a weird holodeck relationship with the creator of the Enterprise? You know what? She'd make a better Ensign Sonia Gomez. Oh, yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about Alan Cumming for Troy? Alan Cumming is an interesting choice. He's got a a, a lionine grace. He's got the penetrating eyes that look like he's reading your thoughts. Yep. Yep. I think you're onto something. Well, there she is again. Counselor Troy. I'm not. Computer? Champagne. For two. For Riker? That could be a Brad Pitt, but my two choices were uh, Timothy Oliphant from your Deadwood and your Justified. Sure. Well, he's got the facial hair. Second pick, Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm, interesting. Sort of a... A little bit greener. More of a boyish charm. Jake Gyllenhaal, would it be perfect for those scenes when Riker lights up with the with a boyish glee, like when he gets his trombone to work and he gets this sort of <laughs> silly, goofy grin? Like, that would be a good screen mm-hmm. test for Jake Gyllenhaal, those scenes. How about Maggie Gyllenhaal? She's got a steely command that has been untapped in the movies. As Riker. As Riker, sure. And she, you could see her, you know, seducing the alien population of the universe. Uh, George Clooney from the Facts of Life days. As Riker? All right. I mean, that would be more like a bon vivant Riker, and less of a command Riker. Right. Again, no, Ocean's Eleven. That's where my mind stop, starts and stops. 
Oh, how about the uh, the kind of weaselly hacker guy uh, to be the to be like a Jordy? Oh yeah, he, yeah. Or 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 Barkley even. He could be a good Barkley because he's yeah, all he sweaty. Could, he could be a good Barkley. Oh, I got some Barkley ideas. <laughs> Don't you worry. And then before the big Picard reveal, uh-huh. let's do some mi- some minor characters. Okay. Pulaski. Glenn Close. Oh, Glenn Close. Would we want to waste Glenn Close on Pulaski? She would be, she would make, ooh. I could cast, I want to see a one woman show of Glenn Close playing all the characters. You know how people do like one man Hamlets? I want to see a one man next generation starring Glenn Close. She has the accents of Picard. She has the gravitas. Oh, she has everything. You know what I want to see your next one-man show be is you playing Pulaski, but everything that she would have really said. Like, you give, you get to revise Pulaski's character. <laughs> like, try and make her a likable character. Oh. Oh. And call it I, Pulaski. It's like, yep. from Pulaski's point of view. Yeah. And the first line would be like, these dumb shits come at me. <laughs> You remember the episode when she uh, is revealed to have been a former paramour of Riker's dad? No. Yes. So Riker's dad comes to visit. And, of course, Riker's got all kinds of weirdo, you know, problems, daddy problems with his dad. Because his dad is unfeeling and barking and whatever. And then, like, it turns out that he had a love affair with Pulaski. And they do a lot of, like, mm. old times kind of playing footsie under the table. That's weird. Yeah, what's that got to do to your command? If your if your crew chief doctor could have been your stepmom. And it really gives Pulaski an opportunity to wink at you during staff meetings. <laughs> and just so you both know what's going on. I don't care for that one. No, bit. I don't want anybody to wink at me really ever, especially not in staff meetings. <laughs> it's awful. That would just mess with your composure, even if you're sure. William Riker. You're actually here. That makes two of us. How about a drink? How about a kiss? <laughs> they know each other. For uh, Barkley, I, really, I I do like the nerdy guy from Oceans. Um, I also thought of Tony Hale. <gasps> Tony uh, who Hale. Who played Mr. Bluth. Yeah. He would be uh, divine. Or, Good job. Or, or uh, Danny Pudi from, uh, from Community. Danny Pudi. Now, he would make a good Geordie. He would. We could do an all Arrested Development cast. Casting. We could. Of this, if Tony Hale uh, is in the mix. I think, uh... Will Arnett could pay Data, but he would be a rather sardonic Data. Yeah. I don't think he could pull off Riker. No. Mm-mm. He's got a too much of a think- sweaty, desperate quality. Mm-hmm. I guess George Sr. would have to be uh, uh, Picard. Yeah. And then you got your... Jason Bateman. Uh, maybe could be... Yep. Maybe could be uh, Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. She could totally be Troy. Jason Bateman would be Riker. Oh! Yep. Uh, 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 what, what's the... Uh, what's Jessica... What's her name? Who plays the matriarch? Jessica Walters. Jessica Walters could play um, Beverly. 
Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Oh, this show's right. We're, we're, we're dangerously close to slash fic territory, <laughs> but it's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see who's next on the list. Oh, for Guinan. I'm really proud of this one. Okay. Tilda Swinton. Oh, I love it so much. Tilda Swinton uh, would be a fantastic Guinan. She would be so intimidating. I would not even want to go into 10 forward because she would look into my eyes and read my past and future. Furthermore, speaking of Tilda Swinton, I have a couple different Q ideas. Yeah, she would make a great Q. She would make a good Q. My other one, Jack Black. Oh, wonderful. He's got that impish quality. Like a little dangerous. You imagine but... that Q showers a bit more than you imagine Jack Black showers. But if you're omniscient, you don't possible. you don't have to shower, I guess. That's true. He would be I don't think Q ever showered. No. He just wills the dirt away. Right. He just snaps it away. Jack Black a, a delightful. Cuz you think who's the his... who's a chaos agent? Who's going to come in and just like cause chaos? And he would I think be way more creative than um, making a Robin Hood fantasy uh, test for the guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, who's got um, who's got a vicious glee? Try this one on, Zoe Deschanel. Just think about it. <laughs> Just put it in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool. I definitely like. I'm surprised by how many places. Zoe Deschanel, if you're listening, and you want to be in our homemade Star Trek reboot, <laughs> call call us up. It's at setphaserspod on Twitter and setphasersdefunpod at gmail.com. Okay, then our last one before we get to the, the big guy, the captain's chair, for Tasha, Eva Green, noted French actress. I have noted her. Uh, or Anna Gunn from your Breaking Bad, your Deadwood. Oh, interesting. It's an interesting a choice. Tough, you know, a tough lady. I'll bet she could stretch her wings out and be a little bit more, you know, be forceful and be yeah. intimidating. I can dig it. What if we took Tasha in another direction? Carrie Washington. Oh, that's interesting. Like Carrie Washington. Yeah. She's got great hair and she can uh, keep the peace when needed. For the captain's chair. All right. I mean, this could be, this is a tough one because you've got, you're stepping into Patrick Stewart's shoes. He's got gravitas. The ladies love him. He's also a friend and a mentor to a lot of people. My number one pick Timothy Dalton. I've been watching a lot of Penny Dreadful if people haven't noticed <laughs> from all my picks. Uh, Timothy Dalton is a little older, but he's got that command. He's also got kind of a, he belies kind of a good, good nature about him. Uh, my second choice, uh, Ray Fiennes. Oh, yeah. Ray Fiennes. He would be a dangerous Captain Picard. A little harder edged. And then Joseph Fiennes could play um, Riker. Robert. Oh. Oh, yeah, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> you got any Picards? Uh, I'm trying to think of, I can't, I'm trying to think of any British actor. What about Liam Neeson as Picard? Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. No, it's terrible. I'd like to see Liam Neeson as O'Brien. Yes. You're better at this game. That's good. Who's British in Ocean's Eleven? 
<laughs> now, would you expand Ocean's 12 or 13? I would, except who can remember those movies? Baby needs a new pair of shoes. How about uh, as Ogawa, the, the medical assistant, Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> that would actually be an excellent choice. Yeah, it would. She would be great as a medical assistant. It's true. Listeners, if you have better casting suggestions, and it's really hard to come up with worse casting suggestions than mine. So if you have better ones, you should tweet them at us. If we like them, we'll read them on the air. If we don't, we won't. Christopher, this is a chance for you to redeem yourself. (laughs) (laughs) For stumping us with that totally reasonable question you asked earlier. Shut up, Wesley. Anthony Stewart Head as Jean-Luc Picard. Who is he that? would be fantastic. He he played Giles on Buffy. I'm uh, uh You don't know. No. It's all right. It's okay. Sorry. Sorry. I but I, I I'm sure our our listeners know. Um listeners, if you have a Buffy uh podcast and would like me to guest on it. <laughs> yeah, I think you would be great at that. Uh, I, I, I'm on record as being a very strong Buffy enthusiast. You made an album about it. I did indeed. Is that available? An album with comic songs. Is that available? It is available on the interwebs. Great. And what's it called? iTunes and such. It's called I Miss Buffy. (laughs) Megan Gogarty's awesome tribute album to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, pick it up guys. It's not gonna... It might be the best thing I've ever done in my life. Second to this podcast. Second to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't come up with any viable Captain Picard <laughs> casting choices. Shut up, Wesley. Now, Alan Tudyk, speaking of the Joss Whedon-verse. Oh, yes. Al- he's wonderful. Al- he could play all the roles. Alan Tudyk and Glenn Close could play every. <gasps> I want to see the two-person, the two-hander, Next Generation, starring Alan Tudyk and Glenn Close. That would be divine. Uh, Meryl Streep would be good. As, uh, <gasps> Meryl Streep as Captain Picard. She could do the accents. She could do the Dixon Hill. Good. Yeah. She yeah. could do everything. Yeah. She could. She could fight hand-to-hand combat. She could. She could negotiate. With the, that's it. That's the yeah. winner. Meryl Streep as Jean-Luc Picard, hands down. Ooh, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Would Kevin be good. Klein would be interesting as Ambassador Sarek. Now, does Zachary Quinto play Spock now that Leonard Nimoy has passed away? Yes, of course. You know what? I changed my mind. I think that Kevin Klein should play Q. Oh, that's good. Come in, I like that. I like be that. Be charming. I like that. He could be. It would be like a more refined chaos agent than Jack Black. It, I mean, it depends on the vibe. I guess you're going for. Right. I, I like the whimsy. I like the Q whimsy. I think that should be preserved. Yeah, absolutely. He's back! Um, all right, guys. Well, that does it for episode number seven. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Uh, if you want to get in touch. Thanks so much. Yeah, what's that Gmail address that nobody yeah. ever sends mail to? If you want to get in touch with us, a Gmail is a great way to do that. It's uh, setphasers to funpod at gmail.com. Megan, you're not going to believe this. I, I'm okay. We have listener mail. <gasps> it came in while we've been podcasting. That's amazing. This one comes in from Jenna Yamada. 
She says, is this the first email sent to the at phasers pod email? I sure hope so, because I can't wait for my prize. A photo with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is she going to give us the photo to, of Nathan Fillion? I don't know. I think we're supposed to give her a photo of Nathan Fillion. I could give her a photo of Megan Gogarty. Jenna, we're going to take care of you. Although other listeners, we should point out, we're not going to mail out photos of Nathan Fillion just because you write in. But listen, this this delight that you're hearing in our voices is genuine. What was her name? Jenna? Jenna, yeah. Jenna, you are a new uh, fan of the week. Sorry, Brystopher. Backseat. Jenna, st- up and f- up and step forward. Earn your our respect. Jenna is uh, was someone who listened to our podcast before she had seen the show. Um, Isn't that interesting? So she says she writes in to say she finally made it through season one, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> She finally trudged her way through Encounter of Farpoint. <laughs> yep. So she now knows about guys in miniskirts. Q, I guess. Yeah. She doesn't really know Q. I feel like that's like Q 1.0 and Q 2.0 is so much more delightful and insouciant. Stick with it, Jenna. Uh. <laughs> Trudge through it. Power through it. You can do it. We believe in you. When you get to Deja Q, let me know. And we'll have high times. How exciting. Viewer mail. We did it. Jenna, you're the fan of the week. Brystopher, you're the first runner up. <laughs> in the event. There's no shame in that, Brystopher. No. Well, should we take that away from Brystopher, though? Because he, he has answered the call before anybody. Like, Jenna's kind of a Johnny come that's lately. A, that's a good point. You know what? I think um, there's room in our hearts for everyone. We love all our listeners equally. But we love the ones who write in slightly more equally than others. It's a it's a co-fan of the week situation here. That's at Phasers to Fun. I love it. Fonville, you got a big heart. All right, so we've done it. Uh, episode 7 is in the bag. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, some more Star Trek The Next Generation frivolity. Thanks for joining us. If I wasn't an actor, I'd be a musician, but I am a musician.